Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Warning, today's podcast may feature an abundance of mimes, urinal humiliation, a bare metal family called Bare Metal Family, and a park built on one man's dream. One man's rock and roll dream. Jason Walliner takes us on a magical mystery tour of the world of Sid and Marty Croft and Hard Rock Park. It's Failed Parks on Podcast The Ride. Hello, welcome to Podcast The Ride, the podcast about theme parks hosted by three guys who aren't sure God exists, but we know if he does, he looks exactly like Dreamfinder. Um, we're, we're all just God's uh, figments. Uh, 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 you guys concur, I think. Uh, you guys, Mike Carlson. Yes, I concur. And Jason Sheridan. Hi. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm Scott Gardner, and uh, we're joined by a very special guest. Uh, he's a, a very funny, very talented writer and director from uh, all, all of the good shows that exist. It's, uh, it's Jason Walliner. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Hello. I'm very excited to be uh, a guest. Yes, yes. I'm yeah, so, thanks for coming. I'm so excited to have you. Uh, um, and, you know, I, I'm excited to, to talk about this, this area with you. I mean, specifically what we... Uh, you you proposed this topic uh, for an episode, uh, the idea of covering a couple of failed uh, parks, uh, which which we're going to talk about. And I, um, it's I, I think I was generally excited by the notion of this, but I think you guys will concur that once now that we've done the research, that we've uh, put in the time and done the work, I am like exploding with <laughs> excitement it, to discuss all of these. It things. really felt like a college exam that I was cramming for, and that it was like I was like, oh, I have only have an hour left, and I won't get to do, I won't get this done. I'm not going to fail. I'm not going to pass. And I was having like all sorts of flashbacks to my weather class, my weather 101 class. <laughs> weather? <laughs> yeah, I took a weather 101 uh, class Mike and it was. fucked up weather 101. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was very difficult and I never went to class and I crammed the night before the final because the final was the grade. And I got a B, and I passed. But I had like nightmares about it. Jeez. Well, wow. the standards are higher here, my friend. Yeah. We have to get it. We all have yeah. to collectively get an A plus uh-huh. to was, properly tribute these topics. I was saying before we started, I was feeling the feelings of nostalgia for a place I've never been to before. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I, oh, I wish I could go back. Wait, let me rephrase. I wish I could have gone. Uh, at all yeah at all we, yeah. none of us have been to any of these places they mm-hmm. were well i mean one was uh, before our time and another was not open for long enough for anyone to get to mm-hmm. go uh, uh back in 2008 uh um yeah we'll, we'll we'll start getting into it but but uh jason you're a perfect person to talk about this stuff with it seems like you you're you're a fan of well i mean it seems like theme parks in general but also like uh crazy uh, uh poorly conceived disasters yeah, I'm a big fan of just uh, um, bad ideas that uh, have a lot of money thrown at them. Or really just, I mean, bo- these are, aren't even necessarily bad ideas, but just um, just kind of things that didn't work out. Or, uh, you know, just someone's vision uh, that was seemingly 
executed without limitations <laughs> and then uh, yeah. was gone very quickly. <laughs> it doesn't seem like, well, ultimately, like, budget problems ended these places, but it seems like there was a lot of money... There's so much money involved in both of these. Thinking about what good that money could have done for just people, human beings. What was the, it was like, not to get too far ahead, but like Rock Park, we're talking about almost $400 million. (laughs) (laughs) And also when a movie, I mean, movies don't even cost really that much. That's like on the high end. And also when a movie fails... It just kind of goes away. It's around. You see it like on iTunes. Like, oh yeah, that didn't work out. When a thing like this doesn't work out, it's like still physically there in reality. <laughs> and like, like the um, the the Croft one, you know, becomes something else. But the uh, the Hard Rock Park is still there. <laughs> still yeah, there. as we speak, it was yeah. It, it was briefly open in two thousand eight, and now is. Yeah, the space is obviously there, and it's nothing. The uh, uh, there's there's like a there's a church around there. The uh, some of the land I figured out was bought by medieval times because they needed more space for horses to graze. <laughs> um, so it's going to some use. But yeah, four hundred million dollars, and it like started with uh, uh, stuff that was already there. Like they gutted them all. There's so, there's there's so much to, to to get into. I think I feel like we should just start. Yeah, where do you even in, yeah. start with these? Um, well, uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess we go we go backwards in time i mean in general okay to talk about uh failed theme parks uh, i could not make a definitive list of them these might be the two of the most prominent there's a lot of parks that close after a big run of time I mean, we keep teasing we've, we've talked maybe a couple times about the six flags mm-hmm. that shut down because of the hurricane uh, uh you know parks close it happens disneyland probably came very close to being open for just a few months and then closing altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's very rare that you have parks like both of these that were, uh, neither of which was open for more than six months. Mm-hmm. Extremely fast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, what a spectacular failure. Just that's insane <laughs> if you think about how long, how much work goes into that and then it's done in six months. How many years? That that's is, crazy. I mean, that seems impossible. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm like, To be like, we're going to spend $400 million, but if it doesn't work immediately, we're w- walking away. <laughs> like, yeah. they almost seems suspicious yeah. to me. It also, seems like maybe uh, something was going on that we don't know about. One of these mm-hmm. parks did it not just once, but twice. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Uh, I, it almost feels like we're, we, it's like a, we're obliged to talk about the first one at this point in the way that the theaters before Coco had to show that Frozen short that <laughs> no one liked. Like, we, like we got to yeah, get through yeah, it. Yeah. We have to, although that's not true. There's a lot to talk about. Yeah. With, uh, topic number one, failed park number one, the world of Sid and Marty Croft. Mm-hmm. This was open from May to November 1976. It cost $14 million to build, <laughs> which in today's money is something like $60 million, uh, uh, maybe more. I'm not sure if my inflation is right, but $14 million, a lot of money back then. Uh, so uh, Sid and Marty Croft, you know, as the... You might uh, not know. Uh, possibly not. <laughs> but if you don't know. Time. Um, yeah, they're, well, they're these... Characters have not been like sufficiently <laughs> rebooted and are not like constantly part of our lives. But Sid and Marty Croft made all of the crazy, trippy, uh, uh, puppet-centric uh, children's shows from the 1970s. H.R. Puffin stuff, The Bugaloos, 
Lidsville. Land of the Lost. Oh, Land of That's the Lost. That's probably the oh, most wait, prominent one because there's the... been a movie in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Very they, well-received A well-received film. film. <laughs> hard but rock at the very least, the like, you've heard that title. <laughs> yes. You've They've heard kept... it. And a 90s. The, there was the Nickelodeon 90s one, which I don't... Yes, that's I didn't true, too. I did the actual yeah. series, but excellent theme song um, and great performance from Timothy Bottoms, who played George Bush on That's My Bush and in a serious oh, yeah. George Bush 9-11 movie as well. He was like goofy George Bush and then wow. serious George Bush. <laughs> hey, the guy looks like George W. Bush. You take what you can get. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got uh, range. Uh, He's got range. He'll joke or he'll cry. Uh, um, but so, uh, as I say, the Bugaloos, anyone know what the Bugaloos actually were? Sounds like a band. The, yeah, they had, a, so. they had songs. Yeah. I've heard, my mom has forced me to listen to some Bugaloos, <laughs> I think, at a certain point. Are they sort of monkeys because I know your mom is a, is yeah, a she loved person, the monkeys, and so maybe yeah. that was their attempt. Uh, was the, oh, I was just watching one called there's there's one that's like very much a, like a love bug uh, inspired, uh-huh. uh, you might say, you might say, <laughs> you might say. show like, <laughs> like an alive uh, VW. I don't know this one. Uh, uh, it's also a bug, I believe. Uh-huh. Like it's, it's called also a bug. <laughs> <laughs> Another bug. Um, um, a bug where the rights aren't tied up. Uh, I'll say this, and we had a discussion about characters uh, on the last or one of our last episodes with Evan Susser. I like the way these characters look. This is the compliment I'm going to pay to the Sid hmm. and Marty Croft sure. universe. I like the way they look, and I like that they exist. And yeah. that's what I can say about them. I will agree with that because I was just watching a lot of these and not really being too familiar with them. And they do look really funny. Yes. Like they look really yeah. stupid and weird. <laughs> and there's something naturally funny about about them. Yeah. Um, and also like H.R. Puffin stuff, which is I think their most well-known uh, character. Um I noticed he can either move his mouth or his arms that I think when he's talking, he has to pull his arm out of his arm and move his mouth with his arm. (laughs) And there's always one part of his mouth that kind of bunches in a little bit that you can see his like clenched fist around his mouth. Like there's something very kind of charming and homemade um, about them. And by all accounts, it looks like that um, translated to this uh, indoor theme park. Uh, yeah. I will also a quick note is that McDonald's stole the look of these characters for the McDonaldland gang for Ronald and Grimace and the Fry Guys and everything, and they were sued by them. Um, mm-hmm. If you look at those early '70s commercials, it looks exactly like these old Sid and Marty Croft shows. Right. Yeah, especially even uh, the, the May- Mayor McCheese looks yes. uh, exactly oh, like yeah. one of these characters. Mm-hmm. Well, I looked yeah. up. This is an actual quote from a legal document that ruled on this, and and the Crofts were victorious, <laughs> by the way. Of course, yeah, sure. it's a, um, it worked out <laughs> better for them loophole. than the uh, the McDonald brothers in the founder. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, uh, <laughs> I would highly recommend. Ray Kroc screwed us again. Um, <laughs> The uh, um, the little wolf into the hen house. But so this, uh, this, <laughs> those lines are said every scene. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. As I said last time, two years ago, we let a wolf into the hen house. <laughs> so um, I love the founder. I really love the founder. But the uh, um, but there's a so okay. So actual uh, uh, yeah, the crops were victorious, and this uh, this is noting the similarities between Mayor McCheese and H.R. Puff and stuff. Um, both both lands are governed by mayors who have disproportionately large round heads dominated by long, wide mouths. 
They are assisted by Keystone Cop characters. Both lands feature strikingly similar scientists and a multi-armed evil creature. A judge had to hear that. <laughs> and, it's, and it sounds like he's dealing with like a land dispute or some kind yeah. of like territorial like like also they will have sashes, um, right? <laughs> Yeah, probably. Yeah, I know Puffin stuff has a big blue sash. I don't think I knew till this that Puffin stuff was the mayor. Yeah, I knew. I learned that recently, and that he—I think it's a he—is a dragon. Did you know that? What? Is no. He? Yeah, it was a really? full um, reference, rip, maybe ripoff to uh, Puff the Magic Dragon. Oh, I saw this in a, interesting. an interview with Marty Croft. I think they really didn't even take the puff out. Then. They, they took didn't the even... puff. Yeah, they just took the puff and applied it to a different dragon. Because <laughs> they, it seems like most of their time is spent denying that uh, these were all references to drugs, <laughs> and so people were like, "Which is uh, Mr. Show did a sketch uh, called the Altered State of Drug Achusets, which is where a lot of people our age, I think, discovered Even that are aware of this. this yeah, stuff at this point, and. Um, and yeah, these shows were just synonymous with uh, psychedelic drug use. And then I think for the last uh, few decades, the Croft's main job has been denying that they were drug references. <laughs> but so Puff and stuff, he said, was a reference to Puff the Magic Dragon, which I think uh, also was a drug reference. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Like thinly veiled. Uh-huh. Where to get that in front of kids, which also a little tease for later, the Knights in White Satin, mm. uh, the trip. Oh, man. Uh, some druggy oh. stuff being put in front of kids. The trip part of that makes me so angry. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of the ride, the trip. <laughs> I just, I can't. There's yeah. a lot of infuri. There's like 40 yeah. things you could name about Hard Rock Park yeah. that are without any <laughs> yeah. attitude or addition or infuriating uh-huh. anyway to, to keep to keep talking about uh, uh, <laughs> HR puff and stuff well that's one of the things you get to do in this uh, uh, you, you get to go to specifically HR puff and stuff's uh, world you get to go to Lidsville well so I so to set the scene a little bit um, this uh, uh, the world of Sid and Marty Croft became the centerpiece the big ticket attraction at an attempt to revitalize downtown atlanta an area called the omni center um they needed like a big you know like like there was it was offices and a hotel and stuff and they needed something to pull people in there was an ice skating rink uh, uh but then the, the the big thing ended up being the world's in marty croft which um, um which- was famous for having the world's longest escalator, escalator to get mm-hmm. to it eight <laughs> stories <laughs> and it's all indoors Right, it's an indoor theme park. And yeah, yeah, their first. Their slogan is now all the fun is indoors. (laughs) 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 What a joyous phrase. Someone pointed out, like, as I was reading this, someone pointed out that, like, the Crofts were responsible, you know, back when there was only three TV channels, and I guess PBS would have started around this time as well. The Crofts were responsible for the the main kid stuff that wasn't Disney. Mm-hmm. So, like, is that why it's so beloved? Because there just wasn't a lot of other stuff? Maybe. Or and is there it wasn't... beloved? Or, <laughs> as I say that? If you didn't want to learn, if you didn't want to sit through Sesame Street, because you might learn something, if you just wanted pure escapist, yeah. meaningless uh, <laughs> adventures, then maybe yeah. Yeah, that's where you turn. But, yeah, way before, because... Uh, 
you know, Disney wasn't making specifically yeah. Saturday morning cartoons. Uh, uh, maybe the only live action kids shows of the seventies. There was no ice. There was an article that pointed out there were no kids channels specifically. Right. I mean, yeah, look, sure. IP was scarce. Let's be honest. <laughs> oh. They we didn't have IP coming out the ears at this point. <laughs> I know. So they had to take what they could get. I don't know what I do with that IP. <laughs> I <nowadays>. know. <laughs> we all love IP. <laughs> there are days I can forget to drink water for hours, but I gotta have some IP in there. Mm. But if it's got you know turbo the snail on it oh you'll, man you'll, you'll drink up. from a glass <laughs> um, remind you to stay hydrated uh, uh so i the picture of this park park i use in quotes looks like the hotel i had my senior prom in basically <laughs> it looks kind of like a hotel i mean it's a building it, it has different offices in it but it's like part of a hotel the way yes. it looks yeah, it's so. really weird and and gray and and miserable. And I stayed in this hotel. the The Conan show did a week uh, from Atlanta, and this is where they put everybody up. So I stayed in that hotel for like a lot of, I feel like, I want to say like nine nights or so. I was there for a wow. long time. Wow. It was like it was weird and sad, and you felt kind of claustrophobic to be just the the. Like the balcony of the hotel room overlooked just a big indoor area so it, it did feel like being inside like a mall with no stores for and, a long time and it's the cnn headquarters now is now that it? Yes. yeah that is what the space ended up being it sat when this thing closed opened and closed in 1976 sat empty for a decade and then atlanta was already the home of ted turner and cnn and they had outgrown wherever they started and this space was perfect because it was a lot of indoor floors that were very wide and without uh uh you know like uh, uh, uh like big you know with, with without a lot of walls basically uh, uh yeah. you know so that you, you didn't have to tear a bunch of stuff out because now cnn like literally cnn operate like the headline news is done on the floor where they where it used to be a <laughs> pinball machine oh, <laughs> right. which in speaking to the general claustrophobia of this complex that exists still today and that you're in like just sort of narrow ceilinged floors on all these rides imagine being tr- like trapped in a pinball machine also just um for anyone listening who doesn't uh, already isn't very familiar with this park we both just really laughed at uh scott saying pinball machine we weren't laughing at just a pinball machine being no. there. <laughs> yeah. There was their showcase uh, ride was called Pinball Machine, and it was you are a pinball and you travel through a gigantic pinball machine. But you travel through it very slowly, very slowly <laughs> and often breaking down. Apparently, yeah. um, and did you? Someone I was reading said that it descended like the floors too. That. One of these, like, YouTube people remembering it said it, like, actually went down levels as mm. you oh, as okay. you wrote it. Oh, the oh, the ride itself, flat. like, occupied. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because huh. there's, no, there's no Weird. video of, or there's a little video. There's, like, a little second of, like, this big pinball bouncing. I will say this, though, full disclosure, this looks like the coolest thing in the whole place. Oh, that's absolutely. kind of to oh, me. Yeah. It's um, probably a lame. It does certainly doesn't like really simulate being inside of a pinball machine. That's not. But but the look of it, it's fun looking. It looks like if it was actually balls. the chrome balls. It looks like uh yeah. It looks like you're in a giant Christmas ornament or something. It looks great. I yeah. thought everything here looked really cool. <laughs> it like, does. I it does. So but too. this I this thing for me, whatever it it pushed my buttons. I don't know why. There there was an, a note in in. Jason, I think you sent us this article. Um, uh, uh, guests were not allowed to bring cameras and all news film <laughs> footage 
uh, of the park was destroyed in a fire at the local Atlanta CVS. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, so yeah. I, I didn't quite, uh, re- I re- reread that chunk a few times and I wasn't quite sure they were talking about the grand opening or ever, but like a, if it was guests weren't allowed to take pictures ever, that is an insane thing for a theme park to uh, uh, well, You want to preserve like an yeah. air of mystery about a theme park. I guess so. <laughs> you don't want anyone uh, to know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, it's like a there. it's like a Dave Chappelle stand-up show. You got to give everyone lock their phones. <laughs> you don't want them taking video. Yeah, Ruin the is... bit before it goes on Netflix. Okay, maybe. Well, can we? Um, do you, you know this? This was a sequential park. Yeah. So because maybe you rose we can up talk... the big escalator. You. So what that means is you couldn't decide what you were doing (laughs) there was an order that you had to do everything in this to me and this park does seem really cool um this seems like it might have been a misstep along with the no (laughs) photography policy that you started on this eight story escalator and then you had to do every ride in order and then you were kicked out and you were done and i found people saying i went there it was fun it was only about three hours worth of entertainment our parents had like dropped us off for the day and we just like had to sit in the lobby for like hours and wait to be picked up because you there was like a very set amount of time that you could experience this um the so you ride the escalator up and did you guys see this uh at the top there was like a strange mime waiting for you. Oh God! Who, would, who? Okay, so there oh, were these, no. There were different things waiting for you at the top because I found a few people who said there was like this terrifying mime who was waiting for you at the top who would bother you <laughs> and who wouldn't leave you alone until more people arrived up the escalator. So he would just like make fun Ooh. of you, I guess, without using words. And then another YouTube uh, commenter said there was a spider lady at the top. I'm just going to, this was YouTube commenter Jason Holiday uh, wrote, basically she poked her head through a curtain made up like a web. She said, what questions do you have for the spider lady in a silly voice? <laughs> we just stood there dumbfounded and she retorted, well, I don't know what to say if you don't have any questions. <laughs> <laughs> so you had to have an awkward conversation with the spider lady. The spider lady is not prepared, despite the fact that you have no information about the spider lady and did not know there was a spider lady. She is not prepared to say, well, so I'm the spider lady. Here is the logic of me. Here's where I came from. You have to spur it with a question. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow. I found uh, I found some. I'm not, honestly not sure if these are postcards or promotional images. Looking at it now, I'm realizing in out of the four pictures, there are mimes in three. Uh, Whoa! Uh, they are very much in the '70s kind of photography style. Of there's not enough lighting. <laughs> The, um, the mime? Are you talking? This guy's a mime. You're thinking? I think yeah. That guy's that a guy mime. Is basically this guy's kind of fucked up. But that, and then that guy's a mime. But that guy's like he's, a, he's like a mime. He has the makeup on his face, but then he's got like an open. His shirt is unbuttoned. Three buttons on the top, and he's like kind of a swinger mime or something. Yeah, one of them's kind of a swinger mime. One of them kind of looks more like a, a cabaret MC, but it's a red leisure suit, and then. Mm. I mean, the, the the other thing is, in one of these pictures, it looks like a little street and people with trees, and like you can very clearly see what looks like just a normal industrial ceiling mm. above it, which just is... pipes and vents. Yeah, similar the to the, the small, small world, world ceiling. <laughs> Our favorite ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so I, they were like key party mimes, basically. <laughs> that's the, that's the they twist. They were key sit party and, mimes. Sit and Marty H. put R. on Pub mimes. H.R. Pub and stuff not present in any of these photos. 
Um, I found one promotional photo where he is doing some kind of a stage show. I think okay. you would eventually at the end wind up... Um, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Where he lives on his island, um, where he's mayor. Well, you you first <laughs> you first passed through the the Tranquility Terrace, which is the first three floors, and which is like the weirdest. It's such a Logan's Runny term, which and the whole thing it being this indoor atrium and that pinball ride has a super Logan's Run vibe, which is mm-hmm. uh, I'm which is I'm giving it points. F- yes, for that. that yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's pretty. That's a amazing. good way to put it. It's so it is so cool. <laughs> I wish weird. it was it's the future crossed with Dallas office parks. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I I think this was a thing in like revitalizing city centers for a while cuz Baltimore has there's a building in like the Inner Harbor which if you've never been to Baltimore is kind of like Baltimore's equivalent to uh Times Square or Hollywood and Highland and it's there's like a handful of malls there used to be a planet hollywood there's still a hard rock cafe and one of the malls has like a hotel and you you can like look out of your room and you're looking down into like yeah a giant open air space it's also very close to camden yards the baseball field so there's this one hotel built into a mall where visiting baseball teams are constantly accosted by people wanting on grants <laughs> but it's the closest hotel the closest nice hotel to camden yards i thought you were gonna say like angry baltimoreans accosting oh uh, yeah no that's the other thing well i I, I that was how I knew Baltimore until I saw the wire. I was like, uh oh, there's other parts of Baltimore. Like watching the wire, it's like there is one point where McNulty meets an informant uh, at the Inner Harbor, and I'm like, oh yeah, there's the uh, finally Phillips we're on Crab Jason's cakes. territory. Uh, <laughs> now I recognize the city and- <laughs> <laughs> to the window of a chain hotel. Yeah, <laughs> so scary interiors, uh, the Tranquility Terrace. Which I think was named sarcastically, it seems, right? <laughs> like, it, it seems like this was, like, the loudest, most terrifying <laughs> place. <laughs> most like, likely, most visually busy. Uh, yeah, you mm-hmm. can just go read a book up there. I don't want to give them too much credit, but they did inadvertently predict, like, scheduling coming here in advance. Like, in the and and which Disney and Universal definitely you have to do and now they really like encourage you to do it by like the tickets cost more on busier days mm-hmm. uh, uh, so this part too was like yeah schedule in advance because we're only letting so many people in a day because we could fit 6,000 and we mm-hmm. will fit 6,000 every yeah. single day <laughs> they were really confident about that 
Um, they seem to have a real uh, fixation on little people performers. They boasted of having the shortest living twins in the world. <laughs> John and Greg Rice. Do you know these guys? <laughs> I saw they exist. The uh, yeah, today I know them today. Patty Maloney. Patty Maloney um, was on a Croft show called Far Out Space Nuts playing a proto-alf-looking character named Honk. Um, <laughs> that looks really crazy if you look that up. Um, and the Rice twins are famous for infomercials for uh, uh, hawking this, like... Um, uh, cash flow generating system oh, called, no. called seven small steps and um oh, check it out on youtube uh greg is still doing infomercials john passed away in 2005 but yeah there were tons of little people and also uh a lot of obese uh performers including a large man dressed as a hippo there's one uh youtube guy talking about it. so there were just like people oh, walking around and um, it just sounds like a crazy place yeah. in, a, in like a mall, in like a weird, or like in like an office building, basically. Yeah, what yeah. is now literally an office building. It's, you know, it's where it's where all, it's the headquarters of our, uh, the fake news and the MSM assaults that uh, we are bombarded with each day. Oh, Scott, not um, now, not today. Um, we don't have time for this. Look, just cut it out. All right, if you hear an edit, um, <laughs> but know that I, in real life I'm, I'm talking for an hour and a half. Okay. Uh, uh, but so the all right. So we're back, and uh, <laughs> yeah, little people, obese people, mimes and leisure suits, puppets that are famous for being terrifying. That's the main way that they're known today. I also heard that someone had a visit there once, where just suddenly they were. Like maybe they were having a moment of uh, tranquility, untranquility terrace, and then they were just tapped on the shoulder, and somebody went, "Hey!" And it was uh, Billy Barty, who was another <laughs> dwarf who operated in the Croftiverse, who played Sigmund <laughs> on Sigmund and the Sea Monsters, and later was Figment, uh, mm-hmm. a, 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 our beloved uh, character, who will one day do seven hours about. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> the uh, but uh, uh, so yeah, you could run into uh, a famous small people as well as obscure ones mm-hmm. oh yeah and there was one story about um patty maloney it was like there's some kid she met and then she's like i have to go meet my boyfriend and ran over to um bob denver uh gilligan <laughs> ah, who was also wow. hanging out there and I, I think there's a picture of jimmy carter visiting as well did you i don't know if you guys he made it oh i didn't see that okay. yeah huh Weird. Checking on the... So, it, 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 did he, like, Nixon, use it Nixon as... And Nixon went to Epcot. Carter, and <laughs> Carter went to eat your puppet stuff. Oh, he was a man. humble man. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> he only wanted to pay that $5 admission. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We, you, do you think he, like, briefly used in the, like, month where it was working okay? Did he use it as, like, a sign of economic prosperity under his reign? <laughs> and then it closed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, take that out of the presentation. The Camp David Accords were going to be signed at the HR Puffin stuff, and then it closed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah. Everyone was going to stay in a different Lidsville lid and then meet in the morning for the peace accords. Uh, The spider. They were going to ask questions to the spider woman, (laughs) and that's how we were going to get video. If their answers lined up. I there's an observation I have about Lidsville that's confusing to me. The residents of Lidsville are hats, mm-hmm. and they all live in hats. 
What's going on there? It's a car. It's a precursor to Cars because like uh, Lightning McQueen travels in a car in the Cars movies. He's yeah. He's in John Ratzenberger the truck. Yeah. He goes inside the body of his friend and gets moved yes, around. Yes, right. So I guess I don't know is the answer. <laughs> Unless a, a truck are the, I mean, there's a lot of Cars logic, but is it is the truck body is does the trailer not. Is that not part of their physiology? Like just the engine is like their head and their brain and their nervous system, maybe. Yeah, and then, and then the 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 like flatbed the part. Yeah, and the wheels are obviously part of them. But is it like if we wore a backpack? The backpack's not part of us. Mm. Um. I, you know, I guess that is probably right. I guess you know. Yeah, you're right about that. But then you can take their wheels off. Yeah. So uh-huh. what is that? That's is like that people just like with shoes? artificial limbs. Yeah. I guess those are shoes. <laughs> okay. Another topic we could do seven hours on the physiology of the cars. <laughs> the wheels are shoes. Yeah, yeah, cars logic. But yeah, the hats. Get into. The hats are uh, hats. Hats live in hats. Well, not to rush us out of Lidsville, but I know we're all <laughs> dying uh, uh, to get to our our next uh, park. Are there any other? Yeah, what uh, do we have? Any other city and Marty? Uh, uh, well, it seems to me like things. this place like goes in descending order. With the, the order you can't control. Uh, the middle is the pinball ride, which is the only ride. One of only two, I believe. Well, yeah, there's, oh, there's a, a, the there's crystal, crystal carousel. carousel, which is also cool. Yes, yeah. which yeah. is also real strange and cool. Agreed. And- yeah, yeah. I think if they'd had a chance to. Uh, you know, ex- expand and uh, add add more rides, add more experiences, clear some of the mines sure. out and put rides in. Um, <laughs> then maybe it would have st- stood a chance to close uh, four years later instead of six months. I, just looking at the illustrated map of this park, I have found four mimes. <laughs> <laughs> Another four different mimes. There's a look like a mime entryway on the top floor, and then there's just two mimes hanging out above HR above. I don't know. I just they're everywhere. There's always there's a, a mime using one of the urinals. Fixation on mimes. Oh, yeah. and then you end it in the heavenly slumber cemetery, um, which is oh, yeah. uh, full of talking mushrooms with the faces and voices of Cagney Bogart and Edward G. <laughs> Robinson. Oh. Favorites of kids everywhere. <laughs> yeah, those guys would show up. It's like Looney Tunes cartoon. Looney like, yeah, yeah. kids yeah. must have loved those like grizzled character <laughs> actors. Back then. Two of them like, show up in the great movie ride. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. and Bogart. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Wait, weird. And there were you, also there were puppets of Bowie and Elton John. And yeah, yes, and Stevie Wonder. <laughs> 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 and I, I think there's only. Maybe 17 seconds of footage of this park, really, that still exists. Or I didn't see the pinball one that you found, but on YouTube, there's like a a bear puppet wearing either a bow tie or a bikini top, jumping rope uh, for 17 seconds, and that's all that exists of this... Sixty million dollar uh, <laughs> endeavor. This, <laughs> we had four photos out of it. That's great. I know these are like in the promo art here. These are probably like bobbies or policemen, but Mario. It looks like Mario and Luigi to me, doesn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah kind of does. Little above red, the yeah. uh, the mushrooms. Yeah, right above the mushroom, mushroom yeah. kingdom. So maybe is that uh, another thing they can sue about? Yeah, can now maybe. His, uh, Marty is still alive. Maybe he could sue Nintendo. Marty Croft v. Shigeru Miyamoto. <laughs> <laughs>
There I are think two uh, diminutive characters, both of whom wear uh, red and green hats, respectively. They are not mayors. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm thinking? On that map, you can actually, in the lower, is it the same map, the lower left-hand corner, you see a mushroom with the face of, like, an old gangster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that is, there is evidence of that. Yeah. I, I think one of them is smoking, too. So I think the smoking yes. one is Bogart, and the one on the far left is Edward G. Robinson. Yeah, I think they're both smoking. I'm pretty sure they oh, both yeah, have I think a cigarette they might or both a cigar be smoking. Yeah, a lot of kids' characters back in the day were smoking. <laughs> I honestly think that's fun, and I'm kind of bummed out that everyone can't, no one can smoke in movies anymore. Oh yeah, because I always like scenes where a character we like is yeah. bombarded with cigar smoke, of course, and it oh, lets yeah. in they struggle, and then it makes you be more on their side, and uh, uh, it adds to the stakes, lets you know mm-hmm. they're in a bad place. Yeah, uh, uh, you know what? Cigars in we just covered the American Adventure. You got cigars in that. Mm-hmm. You got cigars yeah. in Pinocchio's Daring Journey. So the theme parks have not... Theme parks are still doing cigars, right. luckily. But after they get rid of the redhead scene in Pirates, they're coming for the cigars. Oh, Let's be honest. Yeah. What's next? In 2018, they're coming for the cigars. Slippery slope. <laughs> yep. Uh, I was also thinking, this is funny, uh, past guest Mike Mitchell complained a lot about Guardians, of the, as did Doug Jones, about Guardians of the Galaxy taking right. over Tower of Terror, which, of course, is a beloved attraction, so it's a little bit different. But, but like this was a very current... Uh, like I, these were very current characters for the time. Be like when they built this thing, mm-hmm. and there was no, there was no one should have expected this to last as far as the characters that would like stand the test of time. Yeah. So would a Mike Mitchell at the time have been? complaining about well these aren't character no one likes shit and marty croft's characters <laughs> so he would have fought for <laughs> what be, was there before yeah, to stay, yeah, which is office nothing. buildings yes office space <laughs> yeah yeah that's um, what i'm saying would he then have been upset but then in 80s mike mitchell might have been upset that that they got rid of ted it. turner i don't know the original cnn anchors but let's say Wolf Blitz. Nobody likes Wolf Blitzer. Yeah. You got to keep uh, Jimmy the Lid in there. <laughs> yeah, I think that's keep right. Keep Edward G. Robinson the Mushroom. We yeah. love him. We uh, love Edward G. Robinson Mushroom. If he, somehow he's hearing this, he's just like saying, fuck you to no one. <laughs> um, he's furious that we're, <laughs> we're using him as the right. placeholder for a lot of uh, yeah, people's yeah. opinions. <laughs> Grumpy Disneyland message board posters. And I do, <laughs> instead of saying that, we just say Mike Mitchell. Yeah, uh, yeah he represents all yeah. of them, yes. Speaking of Tower of Terror, is are there many other things based on T? I feel like I have heard Imagineer talk about this, where it's like there's lots of rides based on movies, but TV shows just don't have the like emotional cash. Like they 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 just hmm. don't have the staying power. Because like every few years, that like ten years ago, there was rumors of like Disney doing a Lost experience or like doing a Phineas and Ferb ride, oh. and like yeah, both those things. I think Phineas and Ferb's still popular with kids, but not. Like the time I went to Disney World like six years ago, and we all learned very quickly who uh, Perry the Platypus was because he was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a lot less everywhere nowadays. I yeah. feel like. Uh, yeah, um, the less TV show rides probably at these big parks, right? Was there a prominent? Yeah, th- I mean, it started. You got. They're always a little like. Uh, th- there's stuff you can take out more easily. Like there's a Walking Dead maze, right, Universal. Right. Um, the, Sim- the Simpsons, but so you have to your, oh, your show yeah. has to be on what for twenty five yeah, years. Just that once these shows are no longer airing, it feels old. Whereas like a movie just exists, or and it's kind of around, it's, but it's probably mm. an old. It's probably an old feeling that probably should go away because because yeah. at the time TV was always just more disposable. 
then that was a the, that was everyone's like perception of it. Do you remember? Yeah. You must remember. A Universal part of the tour was like they would take you into a Battlestar Galactica room. Oh yeah, we haven't uh, really talked about that much. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, um, and I didn't know what that was when I came out here in the eighties. And yeah, yeah, I think I must have taken the tour at one point and not known what that was even supposed to be. <laughs> Which is like a bunch of mannequins. I'm sure yeah. that footage of that. It felt like just somewhere. a generic space adventure, as far as I knew. I, but you know, I don't. It wasn't too plot deep. It's it wasn't uh, uh, you know it, it didn't have char- beloved characters like the new Battlestar. You didn't have to represent Edward James Olmos or right. This was mm-hmm. this was old Battlestar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they had my, and there was the Miami Vice stunt show. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's oh, right. like more temporary yeah. things. I feel uh, um, yeah because TV shows don't have the staying power of rock bands. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right, pull aside the <laughs> beaded <laughs> curtain <laughs> and put on your prism glasses <laughs> as we go to where rock comes to play the hard rock park hard rock park in myrtle <laughs> beach south carolina uh wow. here we are entertain us <laughs> <laughs> that was said on the gate as you walked in which to... did look a little bit like the gate to Auschwitz that, <laughs> when they had that sign that says work equals freedom <laughs> <laughs> the march begins this, this is of course the park we were saying uh, opened and closed within six months it opened in uh, 2008 in the spring of 2008 and closed in the fall of 2008 uh-huh. And then 150 days. 150 days. Wow. And then miraculously, a year later, opened as the kind of more generic freestyle music park in 2009 <laughs> and then closed in the fall of 2009. So not only did it open and close mm. quickly once, but as we said, it did it twice. Wow. That's a theme park rarity. That's yeah. that, that, probably never to be achieved again. I mean, there are stories of like parks opening and closing and then reopening and closing. I, I, the, the, in the North Jersey urban legend uh, 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 action park <laughs> comes to mind. Sometimes oh, sure. called Traction Park. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Uh, due to so many uh, horrifying injuries <laughs> happening at it, uh, but yeah, this but that did didn't cost four hundred million dollars like the Hard Rock Park did. Oh um, man, the crazy! All the footage like this happened in two thousand eight, and everything you watch, it's so crazy how something so recent looks like it was like fifty years ago. Yeah, yeah it, it was right on the line of like everyone having standard de- or high def cameras yeah, on all them the at all times. Everything's depth. in standard depth. Oh yeah, true. Well, and just stylistically, I was showing my wife a lot of I, I made her watch a, we'll, we'll get into all the pieces of it but there's a stunt show that is set all to like rock you like a hurricane and rat and stuff and then I showed her like just an outfit of what like w- what women had to wear if they worked in the oh park which God. is like short leather skirt and like uh, uh, fishnets and uh, and she was she just made some comment about like God this is the most 90s thing I've ever yeah. seen and, I, and then I was like no no, no 2008 this yeah. is seven years after yeah. the events of 9-11. <laughs> Which impacted uh, this park. It is part of the tale. I don't know if you saw the correlation between Wait, 9-11. No, no, I didn't. That's just how I think of things like yeah. in terms of like... BC and AD. Yeah, like yeah. this happened... That recently, this happened yeah. like a couple of years ago. Really recently, it, really recently. Also, the 2008 recession had a big, <laughs> a big part <laughs> to play help. in this. After uh, listeners, we should tell you, uh, uh, 
we all spent like the whole day engrossed in research. Like once, yep. like you would just pull back a layer of the onion and it there would is. just be more onions. And so we're <laughs> more it, there, onions. There's so I think that's true. <laughs> yeah. Multiple onions there's within the onion. Yeah, not onions. layers, just new onions. Yeah. <laughs> that's, ac- so that's accurate. I, I am honestly a little intimidated. I'm not even sure how Where to do start. Where do we talk about I mean, the genesis of it? What we've yeah, yeah. discovered about uh, that? Uh, yeah. It, 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 well, let's set someone, the scene. Someone set this scene. We're in, we're in uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, a place we've not yet talked about on the podcast. Um, and this is one of those meccas of tourist trap insanity. I was there uh, uh, probably in the in the, the late 90s. I don't remember it as, but very well. I was more recently in Niagara Falls, and it feels a lot like Niagara Falls to me, where it's not just two of the, the, the tourist trap chains. It's all of them. They have Planet... Ho- they had, at one point, Planet Hollywood, the all-star cafe, the sports restaurant <laughs> that was around for a little while. There's a, you know, there's an M&M thing. There's Medieval Times. There's Margaritaville. There's something called the, the Ripken Experience, like a Cal Ripken... Wow. Ball that, that, yeah. that has ten replicas of different great ballparks across the country. Insane how much tourist trappy stuff. And then, of course, there is a, a Hard Rock Cafe. So they they uh, you know planted seeds in this area a little bit, and it's all very close to the ocean. It's like you know there's an amusement park pier and stuff. So it's this very like uh, amusement heavy area yeah. as is. This was not close enough to the ocean. That was something <laughs> <laughs> that did it in. Uh, it was kind of a little more on the outside skirts uh originally conceived as a place called fantasy harbor that was going to be themed to the four seasons and yeah and uh i think we have to start getting into the the protagonist of our story whose name is john binkowski john binkowski Um, because strangely this park did not start with the hard rock cafe (laughs) deciding to uh, open a theme park branch, even though they were already in Myrtle Beach. It began with the vision of one man. Yeah, by all accounts, the Hard Rock Cafe seems to have been dragged into this and wanted <laughs> nothing to do with it. It was like it was literally well, like a coincidence that brought all this together. It, it kind of, yeah. It was a neighbor. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, I'll try. I'll try to say it fairly quickly. Uh, uh, John Benkowski was a guy in the in the theme park world. Uh, uh, he was. Uh, he worked at a company. It was his company, I believe, called Renaissance. Uh, mm-hmm. Renaissance. Renaissance, yeah. Which was still uh, centralized, still around, uh, centralized in Celebration, Florida, which mm-hmm. is the Disney-built uh, uh, planned, planned community, planned community yeah. in Florida. And this company, his company, did a lot of uh, attractions and shows. They did a Baywatch stunt show that was in a lot of Sea Worlds across the country. <laughs> did they have anything to do with the Waterworld stunt show? They, There's like concept yeah, art on their website. On their website, yeah, I think they they did concept arts and some original like. Uh, yeah, scripting or uh, uh, blocking or or the stun. <laughs> they blocked stun. The water there was a weird word. There's a weird word used, but um, uh, one of the Batman uh, stunt shows, the Six Lethal Flags. Weapon stunt show, which I saw a couple of times at Six Flags Great Adventure, what? very short lived. There was a Lethal Weapon mm-hmm. stunt show on a body of water. It's so unclear. like clear. A lot of the when you're talking about all these companies that do the, this type of work, it is a bit unclear like what they actually did. Well, mm-hmm. I somebody think could like, have planned the whole ride, and then, as you said, someone could have just blocked a show. <laughs> somebody yeah. could have just told their, the actors where to stand. Their websites are are pretty much glorified, uh, uh, minimal portfolios or business cards, like the resume CVs. You gotta be, mm-hmm. be you gotta be in the business gotta, to see the the nitty gritty and to know who who's who. Yeah. Sure. yeah. So did uh, you uh, did you read about John in '97 the UFO encounter uh, thing that he did? No. <laughs> 
that's all over his YouTube channel, which I was checking out today. It's called UFO Encounters. Um, there's a really long video about it. It looks like it only appeared at the LA County Fair and then never again, but it was intended to be like a touring attraction where families can go and be abducted by aliens and like experimented on <laughs> by aliens. Experimented on? <laughs> yeah, like, and you're like, there's a, you go in a replica of a craftsman home and like things shake around and like there's different phases you go through. It looks really cool. It looked like a fun thing. Um, and I guess it didn't, it didn't really take off. But yeah, so this is a guy that's really, uh, kind of uh, had a bunch of themed entertainment uh, projects for a long time by the time, like at least 20 years by the time this park got off the ground. Directed something called Pirates 4D. There was a movie that's played in a couple theme parks. Um, But so the, uh, as alluded to uh, on the the terrible day of September 11th, 2001, the, uh, uh, it sends the theme park industry into a spiral, uh, kills tourism. People don't want to fly. He, he had been doing a lot of work for, the, for the bigger name theme parks, sometimes Universal, sometimes SeaWorld, and all of his clients have bailed on him because nobody's investing new money in anything, and he is left with his sole thing that he has investments in, which is a uh, a Myrtle Beach ice skating theater called the Ice Castle Theater, uh, which was mostly known for a show that they did that I looked into uh, called, uh, uh, I might be getting the name wrong, but, it, but it's something like, uh, uh, you know, the like a haunted ice haunted ice show with Nancy Kerrigan. Um, <laughs> I like, there's a ween on ice. With Halloween. Nancy Kerrigan. There was also a Christmas variation. Yeah. Um, okay. Also with Miss Kerrigan. Oh really? Uh, okay. So she was a frequent I, client of this. I think it would be right. like her and a Frankenstein doing an ice skating routine. <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah. I saw one where they they invoked uh, some of the the most the spookiest characters in all of Halloween. Batman and Robin. <laughs> Batman and Robin are skating around and then the villains show up and Nancy Kerrigan is Catwoman. Uh, Whoa. Oh, she's in character. So, yeah. Yeah. So Nancy Kerrigan is performing in these shows, every show. Yes. So it's like Elvira at Knotts or something. There's yep. not an actress playing Nancy Kerrigan. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Uh, uh, the real deal. And But she also, I don't think all of her Halloween on ice work was at this place because I saw footage of something that happened in Boston, a haunted oh, wow. show, which uh, I, if I could describe it, uh, uh, Nancy is skating free in a, in a flowing dress of, of virginal white. She is uh, uh, very very innocent as we always picture her, and then she and then she gets in in a bed that's on the ice and goes to sleep, and then the skeletons come out to play. Like eight skeletons like surround her bed and taunt her, and then she wakes up and oh my god, she's in a nightmare, and then like fifty more skeletons all skate in, and she has to skate around and avoid them, and they just do circles around her. And like, what's the bit when all the skaters line up? They just like do a big line, a synchronized mm. line. Like Nancy, there's only so That's many. Not a bit, <laughs> no, <laughs> not traditionally. No. Uh, 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 like a, a can can sort of no, like a skating move uh, that when all the skeletons skate in a line. <laughs> Well, you guys know the term. The technical name for that. For, oh, it's a it's a whip. They all like oh, are yeah. all whipping okay. around yeah, and around. Whipping. There's only so many ways that skating skeletons can haunt somebody. <laughs> but, and she's trying to avoid them in every way but jumping because she is pregnant at the time of this video that I what? watched. What? <laughs> yeah, she's Whoa. doing a haunted ice show while pregnant. Wait, she shouldn't, she shouldn't be skating. Shouldn't be no. on the ice. No. No. Should take not. a little break. Uh, for our younger listeners, uh, you're probably thinking like, oh. He, 
as I'm hearing that, uh, well, the Olympics will probably be over by the time this is released. It's, mm-hmm. They're still going as we're recording. Mm-hmm. In the 90s, figure skating was insanely popular. Like, yeah. there was a boom and bust similar to the stand-up comedy boom and bust <laughs> of the 80s and 90s. And the current um, comedy bust. The current, current comedy, comedy bust of 2018. <laughs> uh, 2018 through forever. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, there by was By the time some, you're listening to this, comedy will be done. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be over. Some article recently about like I don't know if it was an interview with Scott Hamilton, but just like talking about like skaters were making insane amounts of money in the nineties and then mm. kind of quickly faded to the background. Yeah. And uh But at the time she at the time huge skated to glory. Wow. Not just in her famous Olympic appearance, but uh Yeah. Did she let me ask a question. Did she have the was she still in the white dress while she was being chased by the skeletons, or there was a different was it an outfit change? Yeah, it was very they are they're in black and she's in white and mm, it's okay. so the, the the good versus evil gotcha. is very you know, so people in the cheap seats can tell who's good and sure. evil. <laughs> sure. Um, because confusingly she was also Catwoman, one of history's greatest right. villains. Anyway, okay, the so point this is ice theater. So, uh, uh, so John, <laughs> a field back mall to John Benkowski. Next to it. Yes, there's this weird, there's this weird area that this guy has land deals in. That's an ice theater, a failing mall, and like the back of a medieval times uh, where they were grazing horses and now are again. Uh, uh, so the guy, his work options are are limited, and he's like, I have to make my own opportunity. Look, there's a big lake here as well. That's the other thing, which yeah. is you know very similar to California Adventure. There's a big lake. Uh, uh, that was actually just a clay quarry that got filled up with rainwater and then it stayed. Uh, so, you know, I got a quarry. I got an abandoned mall. This is the beginnings of a theme park, obviously. So he set out to get uh, funding from banks. He went out with an idea that's uh, uh, the Four Seasons, not the right. band, not Jersey Boys, but the, the uh, Four Seasons of a Year. And he, the, uh, we watched this. I think we all watched part of a presentation that he gave where, did you guys see where he like showed the characters who would be fundamental in the seasons park who are like the Easter bunny for spring. Yes. Uh, Uncle Sam for summer. Of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then for another great Halloween character like Batman and Robin, uh, Jack Pumpkinhead. <laughs> Jack Pumpkinhead. Jack Pumpkinhead. <laughs> he just presents confidently. Like, Wait, like, and then obviously Jack Pumpkinhead. Is Jack Pumpkinhead a character from the other Wizard of Oz books? Like that Jack Pumpkinhead? Yeah. Well, he, he says he makes a point that these are all public domain <laughs> characters. <right? laughs> and all the Wizard of Oz characters are are in, not still, but of course in the public domain. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, so, okay. Who's Winter? Um, Santa. He has Santa oh, on there, right? Santa's yeah. still he allowed. has Santa on the PowerPoint, I think. It's uh, uh, J- Jimmy Icicle. Public, <laughs> ironically, public domain for how much licensing would end up fueling the actual yes, part. Oh, true. yeah, exactly. Well, so the bank tells him, like, <laughs> the seasons aren't enough to, to get a park finance. You need some IP, that beloved mm-hmm. IP yeah. that we love so mm. dear. So he goes to some of these other places. He goes to MGM. He tries to get them to sponsor a park, and he makes a big map with all of the MGM properties and then that they aren't interested in get they already had an experience in Las Vegas they don't want to get back into the theme park game uh, so he's like uh, uh, Binkowski is not sure what to do what theme could what brand could I get involved to get this place built and then he somehow miraculously thinks of Hard Rock well he, someone tells him uh, the way I read it uh, is that someone tells him uh, you should talk to your neighbor. Your <laughs> he, next door your neighbor. Your next door neighbor. He is an executive or was an executive at Hard Rock. And that would be Steve Goodwin. 
No, wait, no. no it's, uh, uh, sorry, he's he's also involved, but this oh, is okay. this is Oliver Monday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Monday, my mistake. <laughs> yeah, I was in my head. I was like, oh, is it Goodwin? Like, I all of these characters live in my head. I now. knew it was Oliver Monday. <laughs> I wouldn't make. I that knew mistake. it was Monday because that's what my boss at Conan, Mike Sweeney, called Nick Mundy, an actor, oh. our friend, who was often in sketches, and he never wow. learned the name correctly. Can we get Monday? Wow. Um, so, so no relation, Oliver. Monday. Power play. Um, it might have been. Yeah. He was up to something. So they um, go to the the. Do you have the official corporate owner? The the Hard Rock brand and the 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 cafes and the hotels and everything is owned by the Seminole Tribe nowadays, right? Is it? Yes, I, I believe read so. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they uh, uh, Hard Rock, of course, like operates some of these, and then they license out the name for stuff to. Uh, and they seemed pretty on board pretty quickly for this theme park, right? Well, they had him. He went over with a <laughs> bottle of wine to his neighbor's house and presented him with like a two-page outline explaining that it will the park will have all the tenants of rock music and it'll be a family-friendly place where kids and adults can rock out together. And this this string of words was enough to get him in the door, although it went away, he never thought about it again. And then the guy, Oliver Monday calls him and says, "Hey, I talked to my bosses. They're they're in actually. They're interested. So, can you come back in 48 hours like with your plan and all the specifics?" "Yes, sure, can do." He has no specifics. Uh, is nothing figured out, but he talks to his friend. This might be Goodwin. This is Goodwin. They went to Kinko's. That's where uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. they, was. they went to Multiple Kinko's. Multiple stories of them at Kinko's. They had this very fateful jam session at Kinko's. <laughs> where they're just putting labels over the old... They, they're taking MGM. They're taking what was probably a James Bond ride and then just and then putting like Dixie Chicks ride <laughs> over it. <laughs> James Blunt. <laughs> Which actually like this is like kind of prophetic in like how quickly they would have to retheme the park uh, later on when yeah. Hard Rock uh, yes. pulled out. Yeah, but we'll yeah. get to that. Uh, so uh, he quickly mods out the, the makes it uh, uh, rockified. There's <laughs> a, but there's something that I noticed that, that he like. They're just he's just hypothetically throwing out bands that may or may not be. <laughs> of course, I can get the Beatles involved. Yeah. Um, and and I saw I looked at the map of the kid with the Kinkos labels, and there's a plot of a dark ride, and he just put he puts like the different eras of the Beatles into different rooms on the on the dark ride. And it's like, you know, probably the more visual like eras of the Beatles. It's, you know, here we'll be at uh, uh you know, we'll, we'll be in the in the Liverpool era or in the Cavern Club and then we'll go to the Yellow Submarine and Magical Mystery Tour. And then the last room is anthology. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> there, there's oh, gonna boy. be a room in the ride what? based on like so i guess that section would be a bearded ringo star uh <laughs> reminiscing in a pasture george I, just glaring at paul not wanting to be there john off with his uh old assistants that uh, uh well, yoko john, was like uh, go live with this assistant for a year oh, and then i'll summon his you lost back year. You gotta yeah. cover the lost year in the gotta ride. Cover the lost year. I thought you were gonna say John is off with God. Yes, <laughs> the, oh, that was yeah. John's in a, yeah. a nice ending to the ride, like the Blue Fairy granting life to Pinocchio. Perhaps the ride ends with John granting his blessing for free as a bird to be mm-hmm. recorded <laughs> for the anthology. Uh, uh, sounds, I looked it up. Sounds good. <laughs> I love that old tune. In in 2007, Hard Rock the Cafe Inc. was sold to the Seminole Tribe of Florida, and it is headquartered in. 
in beautiful Orlando, Florida. Wow. Uh, as of December 2015, there are 191 hard rock locations in 61 countries. Uh, that includes 173 cafes, 23 hotels, and 11 casinos. Jesus Christ. So, and so the Seminole Tribe came into this very late in the game because this was happening. It took like six years to open, I think. Yeah. So yep. like they so they they did get this park open while a corporate like ownership sale God. of the Hard Rock Company was happening, and I guess it was just moving so along at that point. The park that they're like, okay, I guess we have a theme park now. The Seminoles are looking forward to that. They want to go on Led Zeppelin the ride. This really makes me think that if we just find like a millionaire, we could just get a theme park open. Like, let's find a company. That has like anything, movies, a play, maybe famous plays. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like somebody who owns a bunch of plays and will so make you a own theme park. Gypsy. <laughs> yeah, we like, that is what's like kind of incredible about this story is like this guy that has bounced around in that world got to open a four hundred million dollar theme, like, like, theme park. It seems unfathomable that you would like have an idea and be like, Yeah, there's land here and get this like you know, uh, license to do this and make some calls and like takes years, but eventually it's like, yeah, I've got two hundred and fifty-five million dollars lined up. Like completely forgetting that it didn't last very long. This is still like an incredible achievement. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. He's credited as such yeah. in the theme park world. Yeah. People like are are very complimentary of this park. Yeah, and that he did it like yeah, he had no connection to any of this to Hard Rock whatsoever. Suddenly he's with them. They're branding everything. He went to and talked to Led Zeppelin and shit. <laughs> and then and then it's gone and it falls apart. And, and and all of this happened and he didn't like go to jail. Like not that he should go to jail. I don't think yeah. he did anything wrong, but like that that this wasn't the kind of situation where somebody like screwed up so bad. This that... is the kind of story where there are usually like bodies at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, oh, and then it got really bad. Like this yeah. is just like didn't work out he seems to be fine he moved on he in an interview a few years ago he said like oh yeah renaissance we're working on stuff for uh, shanghai disneyland and it's doing, like oh my god he's doing fine he's doing fine <laughs> he's thriving yeah. are we saying American. this because we think john is listening to this <laughs> yeah he seems like a know. nice Our guy fans, we do we're all sad we didn't get to go to this park. Yeah, we wish we definitely it. accurate um and, and, hey, we, and we are being honest i'll yeah. say this if john's listening Let's give it another go. Let's, hey, yeah. get yeah, Let's get us involved. Go back to the Seminole Tribe. We'll go we got some ideas. Maybe we'll say them at the end of the sh- at the end of this uh, whole segment. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll, we'll we find just find a new quarry to build around. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be an abandoned quarry somewhere. Where's yeah. the new tourist? Uh, yeah. I don't know. In Mississippi, just get a or... Skrillex coaster going. Yeah, guys, I know. Uh, I have the lead on a plot of land outside of a vacation spot in South Carolina that is currently unoccupied. Oh, wow. Okay. You actually do? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, well, let's start talking old finances. park on the Freestyle Music Park. Oh, <laughs> oh, I remember the old Freestyle Music old Park. Freestyle huh? music Whatever park. happened to that? So yeah. that, need, that needs an owner? All right. Yeah. Let's buy it up. Uh, so there was this so, long money-raising period where it says he got seed money from Israeli firms and was able to sell $255 million worth of bonds. And Jesus. so he had hundreds of millions of dollars 
Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> specifically because you brought up the Israeli fur. Uh, <laughs> oh, I even know it about this. Uh, this is not quite. Uh, uh, no, it is in jail, but uh, there is some legality stuff. One of the investors in the park is named uh, Africa, Africa Israel Investments. Their American branch uh, owns the New York Times building, which I just think is an interesting fact. Um, this company, to. to allude to what happens at the end of this park this company just wrote off its 10 million dollar investment as a sure. they just wrote it off um this company also in 2008 uh dealing with uh some controversy uh they got a lot of newspaper coverage for its association with the construction of israeli settlements in the west bank oh, in my goodness. territory all like rock themed all rock settlements <laughs> uh yeah the wailing wall like the pink floyd wall <laughs> uh, so uh uh yeah so uh, numerous investors this involved you don't raise park. 400 million dollars without making a few compromises <laughs> ethically. No, apparently not right? like uh this is all making me think why the fuck didn't circa this time like in 2006 Riding high on The Apprentice. Why didn't Trump just start oh, Trump yeah. land? Like, I think we could have missed all of this. Like, yeah. this is, like it's a great it's... shady investors and stuff. This is so up his alley. Again, if we kept reading for another few hours, we might have found out like, oh, okay, 20 million from Trump International. Sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that makes sense. <laughs> he was involved in the weird failed Warner Brothers stores we found out. Like, oh, really? He, but yeah. didn't his family crush a local theme park? Isn't that what happened? There's oh, some story oh, about... Oh, in Atlantic City? Yeah. Uh, I, I, there's, like yeah, that. part of Coney, of weird... I- Coney Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Florida. yeah, in Atlanta, uh, Coney Island. That's oh, weird. yes, yeah. The Trump's out, fun. they outlawed fun. Yeah, on that's the why boardwalk. this never happened. So, <laughs> um, but how, fun. but he, as the president of Trumpland of a failing theme park, he would be having so much more fun than being but the president also he of a is failing president of Trumpland, a failing theme park <laughs> called the United States of America. <laughs> but he hasn't gotten uh, to design any coasters on a cocktail napkin and then make people figure out how works um it's not gonna people are gonna fall out of it it's gonna catch on fire uh, who do we think's a better leader uh trump or hr puff and stuff (laughs) (laughs) as far as him treating his people well i'd have to look into his policies the specifics of his mayoral run Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) um, all right was his father in the clan (laughs) (laughs) both their fathers were in the clan a giant wide hood over his his giant (laughs) like an archival photo in one of the clans has a giant head, <laughs> a very wide mouth. <laughs> Which one was your dad? Oh, I don't think he's in there. I don't see him. <laughs> he was arrested nearby, but he had nothing to do with it. So um, yeah, they scared up this investment. I yeah, where are we? There's so we haven't. I even, know we're, we're not even, even, even in the, the park. We're in the investment. Which the investment? I mean, if you're talking about the the successes and failures of the park, the investment, the money being divided up, the thing that kept getting come that kept coming up is that like they got this money but then there was no more money it's like this is your allowance <laughs> for the, the week cra- yeah we're that is so crazy and that is like i think maybe jumping ahead a little bit but they had apparently 400 million dollars and then all these stories say but they had no money to buy any advertising yeah, yeah. the advertising got mucked up somewhere now there are commercials you can find online which are something else it's usually oh. people in normal settings and then they start acting like rock and rollers <laughs> and a logo comes up and so an announcer goes like must have been 
<laughs> to Hard Rock Park. <laughs> <laughs> There's one that he that Binkowski presents as having been banned, where a waiter comes up to a group of off-screen women at a table and says, "So, can I get you ladies anything else?" And then they all throw their panties at his face. <laughs> And then, must have been a hard rock. <laughs> you might be mixing up band with, like, just people didn't want to air it. Just um, rock like, and just roll. Not interested. Uh, to, Stuff. Yeah, bummed out. Comedic taste didn't align. That's Maybe, the, uh, oh, sorry. Oh, no, I was going to say, that That reminds me, uh, uh, like, the, the panties thing <laughs> reminds me. This is also, like, it. it's hard rock, but, I mean, the hard rock cafes and the hard rock hotels kind of encompass a lot of popular music. There is like you know um there's folk stuff in there there's hip-hop stuff in there there's a lot of memorabilia this hard rock park is very specific in its definition of rock and roll it's <laughs> i think i wrote down the note somewhere uh white baby boomer nonsense <laughs> like yes, very, yeah. a very specific kind of like yeah zap and moody blues <laughs> and oh man arlo guthrie was so funny my man like it's it's very narrow focused mm. in its definition mm. of rock and, and nothing roll. i would ever think that you would think like kids would be psyched to go to which no, you would need on the, board to support a thing like yeah. so yeah a reminder 2008 2008 yep. this is uh, 10 years so ago recent. it's <laughs> not like this was 85 or 92 a time maybe when you'd go okay those bands were popular 20 years ago we're talking like 30 40 years ago when these bands were like having hits mm-hmm. yeah. so it's even more insane to think about building an entire theme park around building a multi-million dollar moody blues ride in 2008 <laughs> 2008 <laughs> moody, blues, moody who, blues my main association with is that simpsons gag about like what's rock like it's like who are the moody blues the moody oh, blues are just were, getting into the rock and roll hall of fame this, this year. year oh boy yeah. that's finally happening they were on the simpsons though like when the simpsons just became like a check list of who do we want to meet like they Uh they show up in a las vegas episode and talk to homer and flanders you know because like you got to get some of the big famously vegas centric bands like the moody blues (laughs) i don't it's also like crazy because this is like we're getting i guess ahead of ourselves but this this moody blues ride which is the the crown jewel of hard rock park they I, I restrained be- myself from making this joke before, but we might need to put on a pot of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 other topics we've been like, oh yeah, well, this is going to be a while. We might talk about I this know, for a I while, know. but this, I'm it's like, oh, I might need to. So this was supposed to be the Beatles ride. This mm-hmm. was the first idea. Yeah. It was a fun magical mystery type thing, but the Beatles people were like, it's got to be a whole Beatles land. Which it's crazy that they didn't go. Yes, <laughs> that. Let's make the Beatles land yeah. because that's yeah. the most popular band. That's actually still a relevant band in 2008. Instead, he was like, "No, thank no you. Thanks. <laughs> no thanks. Kids. We don't want your Beatles license. Get the Next hell out of here." Next name on the list: The Moody Blues. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, Get them on the phone. What about the Kinks? What about why? Why didn't we go to another band? Like a they did try Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. They said did no. try Pink Floyd. They said yep. no. But like, there are 25 to 50 bands that are yeah. bigger than mm-hmm. the Moody Blues. No. No offense to Moody Blues, they're good. Yeah. But if you're doing something that people are going to recognize. Um, I'm not sure I've heard the song Nights in Nights White, White Satin. I thought it was uh, uh, 
Hrokel harems. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. Whiter yeah. shade of pale for the longest time. They occupy kind and, of the same space in and pop then, culture. And then I thought it was White Room as well. I thought that uh, the Cream song. Mm-hmm. Like, in the white room oh. with black curtains. I was like, oh, that's what that song is. And then I played <laughs> you it. You thought it was, it was White Rabbit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Until yesterday, I thought it was Knights with a K in oh, White yeah. Satin. And then I looked up the song, and it's like the inspiration for the song was uh, one of the members of the Moody Blues got a set of satin sheets as a gift. And I I read this, and I thought, this is what Jason Sheridan would write a song about. His sheets on his bed. Oh, he's my good <laughs> And sheets. how soft the sheets are. Wait, is it really uh, not Knights with a K? It's not Knights with a K. <laughs> it's not Knights, because it's like... But there's a knight in the, in the, but that's in the, the rides, lobby. In that's the, the right interpretation of it. It's not. It's about him just having a nice night on nice sheets. You know why? Because did you see that quote they asked the guy who wrote it, and they're like, what do you think of the ride? He's like, well... That wasn't really what that song was about. Ha <laughs> ha. It's like implying that it was about fucking. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. yeah. No knights in white satin in that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Like he's, yeah. Like, but I'm in bed with a real Nancy Kerrigan esque babe. <laughs> Just another knight in so, white satin. So uh, this ride so is this like a ride. <laughs> we'll circle it back around to the the, uh, the creation <laughs> of the yeah, park and stuff, the opening. We do have to cover the groundbreaking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll that. But, uh, yeah, let's bang out. Let's bang out. Mike, do you let's happen to have the name of this ride on hand? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Knights in White Satin, the... Wait, it's the trip. The trip. Yeah, the trip. Yeah, yeah, that's what you're asking for. Knights in White Satin, the ride. No. Knights in White Satin, the trip. We should change the name of the podcast to Podcast the Trip. The trip. (laughs) Just for this episode. (laughs) For this episode. New logo and like a man put over, paste over it, a big Uh trippy... You've seen the entrance. The uh, entrance Jason is crazy. I mean, we'll showing post all us of the this facade, and and it is like you're being I mean, summoned into a room by a psychedelic wizard. This flames of fire. Uh, there, and and you know what? I don't know if you can see it in this, but there is apparently a poster for this ride that has a lot of weird little hidden imagery. And and in John Binkowski's corporate presentation, he points out that you can see the ultrasound photo <laughs> of a baby of an employee who was working on this ride. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, she lent a photo of her fetus to be a, a, a trippy visual. Now... What we're kind of glossing over is the fact that everyone who went on it says it's the greatest yes. dark ride that this has is, ever okay. been built. <laughs> Here, okay. Here's the thing. Just reading the name of the ride, every time I would come across the trip part of the ride, I would oh, yeah. get viscerally angry. <laughs> Once I hit number three on journalists who said this is the greatest dark ride ever, I was just like, I need to step away for a few minutes. So there's a guy named Jeremy Thompson who has a website called Roller Coaster Philosophy. Philosophy, I think. Have you guys ever seen that? And he writes no. these like really, really long, in-depth reviews of theme parks. Yeah, and very thoughtful. Yeah, very thoughtful writing. and like, yeah. and um, just like really, really like kind of uh, long, well thought out stuff that treats dark rides as like an art form. And and he's also very hard on everything. He kind of hates everything. And he and this is what how I discovered this park is because he had his list of top 10 dark rides of all time he's been every theme park in the world and he ranks this as the number Number one one. it's why i mean i looked at the there's ride through videos and it does not do it justice if it's truly that great 
No. no. It looks like it's... a better version of the Garfield's Nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> it, really it really looks does. like... Yeah. I don't know. I'm missing something, no I guess. there's no story. It is, it's like a psychic... It's like if you were making a 60s miniseries and one of the characters had a psychedelic trip, that's yeah. what they tried to recreate so, uh, for this ride. You're going through it and there's like... There are knights... In white, in white satin, satin yeah. K knights. Yeah, and they like uh, sw- take a swing at you on the ride, and then you keep going, and there's stuff like floating, floating candles, stuff, and it's like it is what like it is what he wanted a magical mystery tour ride, I guess, to be. But then he yeah. just put this whole druggy narrative on this song that's just about having sex on a nice bed. He, <laughs> which, <laughs> oh wait, which, which, which also is, like, is <laughs> the best. The best part of like great sex is like when you're on a really nice bed. And, yeah, he's that's <laughs> what the like, songwriter was <laughs> trying what to highlight specifically. Bed quality, lumbar support. Uh, the I mean the look the trippiness starts in the queue where you go through a beaded curtain. <laughs> and then you're given prism, like weird prism glasses, and you go through some dark, dark black light hallways. This and is then like... you ride through the satin satin night room, and then there's a floating candle room, and then bang, the ride becomes a screen ride. Yes, yeah. Yeah. it uh, is a screen ride. Yeah, once you're past some optical illusions, like I, I think I was a little more with it for the first minute, and then it does seem to become just like lights. Yeah. Just a candle. <laughs> a screen ride where they did not bother to put a screen portion over the tunnel. Like, uh, in a lot of rides, the screen will cover <laughs> doors, and then the doors will open up, and you'll go through it. Not this. You can see the hole you're about to go through, and then you go through a tunnel with lights. And I'm also glossing over the fact that as I'm watching this, I think, like, Oh, I, there's a spoken word interlude? Uh, no, it is not a spoken word interlude. It's a spoken word ending. What? Oh, the, it, that, it, the ride ends yeah, with, with... this weird poem. With a yeah. weird yeah. poem, no music. Oh, which includes the line, New mother picks up and suckles her son. <laughs> <laughs> Senior citizens wish they were young. You have you're hearing this. You're on a ride with a child hearing these lyrics. I feel like everyone walked out of this ride in tears. Like I think we will never in our lives understand no. uh, how powerful this was. Every single person is like, "This is the greatest right. ride I've ever been." On. I I mean, you sent us that roller coaster uh, uh, philosophy website, and I'm like, okay, well, this is just one blogger, and then. The slightest bit of research got me to a write-up about the park from Beth J. Harpaz, the Associated <laughs> Press travel editor, who also said it was one of her all-time favorite theme park rides, wow. right up there with Disney Soarin', which, what? again, no. also kind of a weird uh, That's statement. That's weird. That's <laughs> weird. And then... Uh, I got to give credit. A lot of my knowledge of this park comes from a a theme park university, a great blog that I, I've read for a long time, and I had never gotten around to reading their hard. They wrote a ten part series <laughs> on the Hard Rock Park, and I thought, like, well, I'll, I'll speed through the end. I did not speed through this. I spent a day reading this part because I found it so engrossing. But then, even at the end of this ten part series, he he. Sh- 
shouts out. He says it's one of his favorite. It might be his favorite dark ride at all times. It does so. feel like we're being gaslighted or something. <laughs> yeah. It feels like, like everyone's like, yeah, this is the greatest ride. And then we look at every piece of information about it and go, what are you talking about? There Maybe there was like some kind of like hypnotism kind of thing when you get off of it that like just <laughs> yes. makes you walk away thinking you, you've had this like incredibly transcendent experience. A yeah. gas was released into the room. <laughs> I, uh, the, apparently the audio quality was very good. I I don't think that's oh, oh, enough oh, for me. Oh, John talks a lot about the JL audio quality. Audio. Shout out to JL He talks audio. a lot about the audio quality. The, audio the, park, quality. the PV amps that were everywhere. He said, yeah. we're not hiding these amps. And then he said, we want to have the logos bigger. So PV made special logos to make their logo the, bigger the on the amps around the park. Bra- when you're walking around Disneyland, <laughs> all the speakers are hidden. Yes. And they were proud to have them all out and like labeled, heavily labeled. It's funny that this you guys rock. mentioned the speakers. Uh, I don't know if you watched the safety video for Led Zeppelin the ride um, I couldn't find it well oh, I found uh, it. No, John put it on YouTube oh and the safety uh, video, the safety video, not, not the, the pre-show. pre-show. The pre-show, the pre-show I can't not online. Find. I spent an hour <laughs> trying to find it. I think because I learned it's the first three minutes of the song, so it probably was just taken down for copyright yes. immediately. That was the big not to keep jumping around, but that was the big complaint about Led Zeppelin the ride is that you had to watch a five-minute pre-show. Uh, of the, them performing this song every time you wanted to just ride this roller yeah, coaster. Yeah, because they insisted a full song. You had to get a <laughs> yes. full song. So you you couldn't, as as pointed out by Theme Park University, uh, you could not do a five-minute, 70-mile-per-hour roller coaster <laughs> because people would die. So you get, like, the first 80% of that song in the pre-show, and then... Uh, and then there's the song, a break, and then you and get, then you get in the car, and then I it think finishes. The song continues the song as the doors, continues open. As yeah. the doors open. You get in, and what is the song? I, I'm forgetting the song now. It's whole a whole lot of love. It's whole lot of yeah. love. Um, it is. <laughs> go ahead. Wait, but in the, I know what you're gonna right say. Right before you see that, you watch this safety video, which is so confusing and convoluted because it's about what like numbers to stand on if you want to stay with your party, and it's like this computer animation. But they're saying you get into the get into the uh, the roller coaster, and it says, "Make sure you don't damage the high fidelity onboard audio speakers when you get into the ride." <laughs> which I've never seen on any of these things. Yeah. Telling you like. This guy was so concerned about the speakers, like make sure everyone these fucking idiots know he was, don't touch the speakers. He was proud. He was very proud of it. Like you can see, he's yeah. in this presentation. He's like beaming when he's talking about the PV amps and speakers. Yeah. Well, another another thing that's touted about the park is that there's seamless transitions from the music on the ride to the music. Uh, out in the park. So if you're if you're in a restaurant and you're listening to, uh, you know, uh, uh, do you think I'm sexy? Then you go out into the park and it is a calliope version of do you think I'm sexy? And they're all synced up. So one, they're all playing right on top of each other and there's a smooth transition. To which I say, who cares, right? <laughs> like, why does it really bother anybody at a theme park that I mean a I, different song is playing now? Well, like, it's just part of the, what happens on the Harry Potter episode. I do find that when you're sitting at the at Hogs or uh, the Three Broomsticks, Three right? Broomsticks, mm-hmm. and you're the sitting out at, at Hollywood corner. Universal. And you hear loudly playing "Do the Bartman" in the background. <laughs> sure. A little bit, diff- a little, little bit of a problem. Okay, that's okay. more so, of a bleed problem. But but, but uh, there's John specifically says he doesn't like when the, there's a 
sound bleed or no i i don't like it either i i think <laughs> it's i don't know that i care that much but i do think it's thoughtful like there are thoughtful stuff involved in this book that, like how each land has like there's a there's like a a, an, a thrill ride for adults and then there's kid stuff and there's shows and there's restaurants so that way if people don't want to ride the big rides there's stuff close by for the rest of the family to do like I do think that is a thoughtful design element he is very proud of he that he's so excited you can tell about that sound bleed issue like that was yeah. he's like I'm most proud of not of the rides but of like the sound and what I did in the bathroom and stuff and but you that's know a whole what other he did <laughs> the urinal yeah yeah the whole oh, yeah. In the bathroom. Yeah, the urinal. <laughs> say that there is you can see a photo of in this park in the in the whammy bar area i believe the bar called the whammy bar where up above the urinals i've got it right here scott there is artwork of women looking down we all have it we all have it at once there's women looking down at where you are peeing looking at your penis and pointing and laughing so there's two blonde ladies a black lady who I think is the only person of color represented in the park. <laughs> Anywhere. Uh, no Aretha, no Beyonce, yeah. but this lady in the bathroom. Two country ladies and an old lady with a magnifying glass <laughs> uh, because your, yeah. your penis is so tiny. So but, this, but is, the bla- uh, this is the, the wit. This is the acerbic wit that the Times of London uh, talked about. The African-American lady, though, seems pleased with the size. And the old lady seems like she's got the magnifying glass and she's kind of judging it. So, like, everyone kind of has a different face on. So, either if it's if everyone's dick is small, everyone has a different feeling about dick size is what I'm saying. Yeah, honestly, the old lady looks like she's pleased, too. Like, oh, what a great small yeah, dick. Yeah, she might just need the magnifying glass to see. Yeah. She, yeah. It might not have anything to do with the size. Honestly, Those, a vision issue. Or maybe she's trying to get a look on how big it, trying to take a... Uh, you know, a, a, a seven eight incher and make it look like a, a three footer, just for fun. Or she's using the magnifying glass as a barrier because it's so big. She's like, maybe I can squat it out of the way with this. Don't poke me in the eye. There's <laughs> also photos on Google Image of like people like pissing in these urinals where like like this only encourages people to take photos in the men's restroom yeah while people are using it this uh, wouldn't fly in most strip clubs this is crazy yeah how this is like dick's rent. last resort level <laughs> also what does this have to do with hard rock yeah no i know well what that's is... the that's what we call the sub game of the park is horniness like there's a very corny <laughs> like for this is i gotta say this is the main this is number one just like nights in white satin is number one at some people's dark ride list this is number one in terms of theme parks that cater to dad because there's a lot in this park for dad yeah not a real dad who you would meet in reality but like madison avenue's concept of dad a uh, a, yes. a, a, an al bundy a guy who's yeah. frustrated in a sexless marriage and super horny and he can't yeah. uh, express it to his own wife ever since the the kids showed up i can't get my rocks off but the, the little like the little teases throughout the hard rock park tantalize him and get him through the day <laughs> like for example uh there was a a british style phone booth uh with fake like uh business cards and stuff in it and there was a pressure mat on the ground and you would walk in and the phone would ring and you would hear like the conversation between rockstar and his manager i don't really give a shit about that what i do give a shit about is this fake business card for dean's dry cleaners that has a picture of a washing machine and the uh business 
uh, tagline next to it says, give us your load. <laughs> Why is <laughs> give you... us and your load in two different fonts? Two different fonts. <laughs> I guess that's, you know, just graphic design of the day, I guess. That's two, rock th- and it roll. was 2008. Hey, 2008. It was different so, times. That's what we did. <laughs> Again, a little you know? crass for a strip club. <laughs> give us your load. Did anyone uh, see the, <laughs> the statue that is called the Birth of Rock? In which there's sort of an abstract, amorphous, but obviously female body uh, with 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 breasts, and then a. It is not what you're currently showing me. That's another thing, Jason. Yeah, but yeah, the, that's a, that's not the, that's the, different. The, the, the birth, the birth of rock, a statue at a time. The birth of rock is there's like a female body shape, and then and she's sort of like thrusting her legs towards you. Oh, and, yeah. But her 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 you know her actual genitals are not represented. Instead, just a hand is coming out. Of the genital, still a different That's statue, it, right? Uh, uh, <laughs> also a disgusting <laughs> statue. Where the, where the woman's vagina should be, instead a hand is emerging, making a devil sign. Oh, really? I did not see yeah. this. Now, this is this horrendous. might be a good thing that this park doesn't exist in this era. <laughs> Uh, I don't yeah. think it would have lasted. Even if it had like done well, I don't know how long it would have lasted. I gotta say, my criticism is that that birth of rock is a real missed opportunity to tie it into the hit song by Live, Lightning Crashes. <laughs> Uh, I don't think I read it. Features the lyric, hmm. uh, her placenta falls to the floor. Uh, Lightning crashes and new mother cries. Her placenta falls through the wow, floor. Wow, I didn't know that was the, is the opening yeah. lyrics of the song. Wow. So I feel like there is a live tie-in, uh, The Birth of Rock. We new mother picks up her son and suckles her son. <laughs> um, this, a lot, this park is about birth and birth, rebirth. Imagery. Birth I was, and the rebirth. statue I was showing Scott was of a... Uh, I guess a cow dressed as uh, like a rockabilly guy or Elvis, yes. maybe. Uh, but it's also a fountain, uh, and its udders are spraying on two uh, yeah. women while walking. Just freestanding. You could easily <laughs> yeah. get splashed by a cow's and, udders. And, this... my, and my statue was just a big open mouth, like the Rolling Stones lips, but like dirtier and grosser. And then it has piano keys as like its lower, like a lower set it's of teeth. teeth. But its like lower lip is also its groin, and it's thrusting it out, and it has two legs. And I, it's just, it's it's really obscene. It's like a pure rock creature. Yeah. I, I've got stuff on both these statues. One, okay, go ahead. Uh, so the cow statue, is, it works similar to the statue in the Lost Continent at Islands of Adventure where there's someone sitting in the theater behind it who, who can see through cameras. And that cow, and like, so we can talk to you and, and shoot water at you. So like when it knows when people are there walking by. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike, your weird teeth statue uh, <laughs> go, go was ahead. from... That you I designed. Forget, uh, <laughs> that you designed and are very proud of. I, uh, I forget the name of that section of the... Is it like the Graveyard of Rock or something? Mm, Whatever it I was, <laughs> Future Plans called for that statue garden of upsetting statues to be the entrance of the park exclusive you exclusively used by the Hard Rock Hotel guests. The Hard Rock Hotel never built, oh, but that right, was going right. to be their exclusive entrance to the park was through this upsetting that statue was, garden. That was their treat for staying on site. That was their treat for staying on site. <laughs> they get immediately uh, accosted by a lips creature. Uh, um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Should we talk about like the land? You said mentioned the lands. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know or, what? There, there's even, we still aren't done with, with yeah, sculptures you're right. and everything because, well, let's hear, we can start talking about whatever <laughs> the London. Were you going to talk about Mount Rock? <laughs> yeah, Mount Rockmore was in the opening. We aren't even close to done. We aren't close. Wait, 
That's right, we aren't even close to done. Yeah, if you think the rock's gonna stop, think again, brother. We jammed too long for one pod. That's why this is the first podcast, The Ride, double Double album. album. Tune in next week when we spin disc two of our magnum opus, Podcast The Ride, Failed Parks. Until next week, keep calm and rock hard.